All right, we're back for episode eight, in which Hogdale meets his match. That's mm. right. Pod by the River will be the first podcast to be bringing on a famed Red Sox Twitter user, Lady Red Sox. How are you? And, and honestly, she said this. Let's go. She said this in the tweet where she announced that um, that she was doing it, that she would be uh, accompanied by Boston Sports Twitter's finest gentleman, Hogdale. Mm. Hogdale, how do you feel about that, being the finest gentleman? I mean, you, cool. I don't know. I feel like I can't be going around tooting that horn myself because it's, that's very incel-pilled if I'm saying that shit about myself. So I'm going to let others speak on my behalf. You know, <laughs> you're but, not going to tip your fedora at anybody. No, I'm not. I'm very much not going to tip my fedora at anybody. If anyone ever catches me out in public wearing a fedora, you're allowed to beat me to half near to death. You're allowed. I'm giving you permission now. <laughs> is that something you ever see in Iowa? Or is, God, no. uh, is fedoras? Is that like part of the style there? Like you, you work at a pawn shop, right? Do people ever come in wearing fedoras to, to put no, on man. items? Uh, that like in, in Iowa, the, the most common thing you'll see is just Carhartt jackets everywhere. What so, jackets? Carhartt. What's Carhartt? You don't know Carhartt? Well, look at this fucking yuppie. Doesn't what? know what Carhartt Brady, is. Brady, do you know Carhartt? Yeah. Of course, he's oh. a fucking field hand. Of course he knows the a fucking Carhartt jacket. Are you kidding me? What is what is Carhartt? <laughs> Can you explain this today? It's a it's just a brand of uh they make very good outdoor, like you know, hoodies, kind of like jackets. They're very well put together. I had a Carhartt jacket, and it was one of my best jackets I've ever had. Yeah, very rugged, durable, just outdoorsy. It gives off a field look. Yeah, outdoorsy mm -hmm. look. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, so, gave this away a little bit. Gave this away. Um, I'm joined. I, Ed Hand, am joined today by uh, Finest Gentleman Hogdale, and also by uh, Not Finest Gentleman, no offense, friend. Wow. Brian Brady. But there's only one Finest Gentleman. It ain't you. It ain't me. No, 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 no offense taken. I, I'm just shocked about the Carhartt. I'm gonna. This is gonna take a little while to let this yeah, right. out. Yeah, yeah. How how fucking in the city did you grow up? And then we just like listen to Ed Hand and like, oh, yeah, what is Carhartt? Worse. I've never heard even of this. worse. I grew up in the <laughs> suburbs, man. I grew up in Boston suburbs, which like this shit's just non-existent there. Jesus. I'm gonna find out that like all of my friends like have been wearing Carhartt. Oh yeah, for like my entire life. And if I if you saw the noticed. logo, I think you'd recognize it because you can't really read the text, but you can usually recognize the logo it's like Wait. what does ed hand not know you know what i mean like that's a game show just by itself you know what i mean? I, like, I i don't know a lot of things like honestly i can talk baseball and anything else like i i really can the, the like, fame I don't game know show uh you know ed hand does he know things i don't know let's find out <laughs> i am so happy that you have watched bojack horseman <laughs> yes that just oh made my, my day. Right. That just absolutely <laughs> made my day. See, I know that. I watched Bojack. That show's great. True. Um, so, yeah, it's been uh, about a week since the uh, Chris Sale. It's trade. been a week. Yeah. Nothing's happened. Ever. Nothing's happened. So here's my first question for you guys. Before we go into anything, before I have my, my Twitter fight with Brady IRL, mm -hmm. is this the slowest offseason of all time? The, it's the slowest offseason since the last one. This is like a thing every single fucking year where we're like, dude, baseball's offseason blows. Nothing ever happens. Well, no, but last thing. year, I was looking this up. Raphael Devers signed in like early January, and this was after I think the Turner signing happened. This was after they got Jansen and Martin and um, uh, Yoshida. 
This was after all of that happened. Then they extended Devers, and I think they got Duvall a little bit after that, but there, there was stuff going on. There was, like, the big names had all signed. Now it's like the, the most of the big names are still there. Blake Snell is still a free agent. Jordan Montgomery is still a free agent. There it just hasn't been a lot of action. And, I mean, yes, like, the biggest guys have signed. So, you know, the two Japanese pitchers are, well, no, not the two Japanese pitchers, actually, because Shohei isn't really a pitcher this year. Um, it's just been, it's just been so slow. It's bad when the biggest news of the week is like Sean Manaya inking a two-year deal with the Mets. Like that's when, you know, the off season's kind of cooked at the moment. I just don't understand. Like if I said prior to Otani's going to change teams, Yamamoto's going to find like this crazy record deal, like for a guy that's never thrown a pitch in major league. Yet it's the most boring off season ever. Like that just doesn't make sense, but it's very true. It sucks. Yeah. There was one trade that I thought that was kind of interesting last week with Seattle and San Francisco. I think it was Seattle sends Robbie Ray to the Giants for um, Mitch Hanniger and Anthony Discofani. And that, that was kind of interesting. I didn't really get it. It seemed like it was a salary dump for both teams, but maybe with some upside there. And then the there was a trade with the Rays that the Mariners made where they sent that um, – uh, I forget. It's like Jose Caballo or something like that to the Rays. They got Luke Rally back. Caballo is like, and I'm probably getting his name wrong, so I apologize there. That's that's how bored I've been with this stuff. But he seems like a Rays infielder. Like if you were to draw me a picture of one, uh, take that however you want to. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you draw a picture of a Rays infielder. No, not that one. Stop outlining a prison in the background. I said stop it. <laughs> I guess that's just been going on too. The Wander Franco is going to jail for a while, isn't he? He's a sick fuck, man. Later. That is a sicko. Yep, that's fine. I mean, that's that's like the best news we we've had so far, like in a while. Like fuck him. I'm just trying to understand one thing. Like I understand it was like a mutual salary dump. Which if you do a mutual salary dump, did you actually dump any salary? That's like its own question. But also, does this open up the Blake Snell to his hometown Seattle Mariners? Does that is that even me? Is that a maybe? Because then my George Kirby drum, I'm gonna bang louder until I can't. Oh God! I mean, I I kind of hope so, just because I want Snell to sign somewhere. I heard some, but I forget where I, it was. Just like on Twitter, but like talking about Snell going to the Yankees, and I kept thinking. I was at first, I was like, that's not gonna happen, and then I started thinking about it. It makes so much sense, and it would make their rotation so good. It would, but like, it, you know. Garrett Cole can he's gonna opt out at the end of, end of the year. Do they look at it and say, hey, we want to get caught with nothing, so let's sign this guy? We know it's not gonna work out well, but hey, fuck it. At least he's a big name and just throw him in the rotation. Garrett Cole, it's like it feels like he's been with the Yankees for five seconds and we're already at his opt-out. Even though I know he's been there for like about four or five years though. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking time, man. Do you think and you guys can tell me if this is if I'm being offensive with this statement, but do you guys think that the Yankees deep down they're kind of hoping Jarrett Cole gets hurt early on in the season so he doesn't opt out? Yes. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Dude. If you're if you're not if you're just listening to this and not watching Brady's thinking face there. Yeah. It's like the He's like, oh, <laughs> Huh. Dude, Garrett Cole is like after he opts out is going to get such a disgusting amount of money on the open market. It's going to be insane. 
I'm, I'm, my wheels are still fucking, I'm like processing that because like, I was still thinking like if the Yankees, if things don't go well, they're going to ship Soto out at the trade <laughs> and become like massive sellers. Like they could, they could trade Cole, they could trade Soto, right? Like they could really go on a fire sale and, and like get some shit in return, which would be kind of cool. But yeah, they probably, here's the thing. If the Yankees like come up short and Cole gets hurt at the end of the year, that might be what they really want if they knew that's how it's going to happen, right? Because if he gets hurt at the beginning of the year, but then he comes back strong, that fucker's opting out. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much. And then what do you do? You know, like what do you, do you just give him whatever he wants? I wouldn't. What is, how he's how old is he now? He's gonna be like 33, 34. 33, but he's the best pitcher in baseball. Right now. I don't think that I don't think there's an argument about I mean, that he's never been hurt. Didn't didn't Max Scherzer get like 40 mil per year at age 37? Yeah, yeah for but, like two or three years. but for three years, not for so what does he get like a five-year extension at 40 a year? Like how I don't even know how you would write that out. It would be a confusing process. I mean, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He's from Cali. I, I don't know. I, he just turned to he like he just turned fucking 33. Like just turned. So I don't know. I'm glad that the Red Sox don't have to worry about having problems with really talented pitchers and worrying about <laughs> opting out. We don't have that problem. <laughs> yeah. Good job, no. Yankees. Fucking idiots. No, don't. So I got to going back to your George Kirby thing there. Has your opinion on Tristan Cassis changed in the last week since it came out that uh, he shaved his dreadlocks and now he's just going full lumberjack? Well, here's the deal. I don't like distractions. Not dreadlocks, around. sorry, cornrows. Yeah, I don't like distractions around players. So, like, I just want to see players grind. I could care less if you paint your fingernails or whatever. Like, but I feel like the narrative around him was too much of that and not enough baseball. Not necessarily his fault. You want to tell me that you shaved it down. You look like like an angry Johnny Gomes. And I mean that in the most complimentary way, right? Like, he looks focused for baseball, right? Like, that's what I'm seeing. That's all I really want to see. I want to see Tristan Cassis. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to hear people talk about his fingernails or his hair or, like, his wardrobe. Fuck it. Like, do whatever you want. But just rake. I love the way he finished the season, and I love what I'm seeing the off season. Like, yeah, that's that that got me that got me feeling some things. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you that. Um, I got a uh, a DM from Brady at like 11 o'clock, being like, "Yo, Cassis," and you were you were just like super amped about this, and I had yeah. no idea what you were talking about. I think I was really stoned, <laughs> if we're being totally honest here. I was <laughs> like, "Did he get traded? Like, what's what's going on here?" Um, and no, it was just like that video that Tyler Milliken had posted of. Uh, of uh Cassis working out with like the shaved head and just like you said he looks like he looks like an angry Johnny Gomes but like bigger and scarier. I don't think yes. Jones goes with that big. Cassis is like uh, an actual giant. He's a nightmare. He's a fucking nightmare is what he is and I love it. I love it. Oh, I'm excited that we're on the same page with Cassis. But now uh now we're going to get into the other uh, uh, uh Twitter Twitterness between us Brady because yeah. listen, we opened with Hogdale the finest gentleman mm-hmm. and then we talked about the Yankees for a bit and we're only 12 minutes in. That's that's kind of where we're at this off season. Mm-hmm. But there was an article that came out. An article I I want to say in the Globe I honestly don't remember who wrote it. So let's just say it was Alex Spear. If 
Spear isn't the one getting, if it wasn't actually him. I think Ken Rosenthal was involved with it somehow. So maybe I'm just making stuff up. Maybe it wasn't an article. Maybe it was a podcast, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's fine. There, it came out that the Red Sox have been fielding offers for Kenley Jansen, and we knew that. But then the name uh, Masataka Yoshida came up. And um, it wasn't reported that they were actively shopping him or anything. But, you know, this starts the conversation of, oh, this means Yoshida's on the block. People have varying feelings about this. Um, let's just hear what yours are on it, Brady, before I, uh, be- before I-, I destroy you and everything that you believe in, everybody that you love. Thank you. All right, well... Uh... <laughs> Fire away. Um, I first want to preface by saying, went to Fenway last year, met up with Mr. Han himself, you know, uh, in person. Yeah. I bought my son a jersey. It was a Yoshida jersey. So, like, full cards of the day. Like, Good jersey. Money, yep, money has been spent. Good jersey. Um, Good jersey. He doesn't fit the team really well. Like, like how many left-handers do we need uh, that play? Our defense has to get improved. He's not a great defender. If he's adequate, great. But like it should be better. I'm sure he would be better in year two than he was in year one. But in the end, if he's really a DH, if that's what he, if that's what he really is, you need a DH that's that's a that's hitting 25 to 35 homers. If you're going to be strictly DH, they really could use a right-handed hitting version of him. He's not. He doesn't really play a lot of lot of defense. Um, if they could hit a reset. I'm sure he's going to be a fine player somewhere else. I just don't think he fits what they what they need all that well. Between Devers and Cassis needs to be a bat that is to be feared. Yoshida's not that guy. Nothing against him, but if they moved on and brought in Teoscar or even a Soler, like to me that would fit a, a lot better. So I don't think that having Yoshida prevents them from bringing in Teoscar or Soler because I think that you stick one of them in DH, one of them in left, and they alternate. You still have a crappy left fielder, but you're getting your uh, you're getting your power. You're still getting that power in the lineup. I the, the and this is going back to I think discussions that I've had with people as long as I've been following the Red Sox. Left field, you don't have to be a great defender to play left field in Boston. You know, like Manny Ramirez played there. I mean, Hanley was actually, I, I take back what I said. You have to be better than Hanley Ramirez to play left field. At mm-hmm. uh, which I think Yoshida is. I, I don't think that Yoshida's defense is as bad as it was made out to be. I think that there were some adjustments that he had to make because he was going from playing primarily in, um, you know, uh, domes, where you don't have to wear sunglasses, there isn't the wind hitting the ball, and not that that's stuff, not that that's something that's a total game changer, but it's enough to throw you off your groove. It's enough where you're getting used to things being slightly different. You're already in a totally different situation, and it, it takes some time to get used to that. And I think by the end of the year, he looked a lot better and left. I felt that he was maybe a little below league average, but nothing that I'm like, oh no, it got hit to Yoshida. I'm holding my breath. Not like Emmanuel Valdez at second base. Um, here's my question for you as far as DHs go, though. If you have, why, why does your DH need to be a, a power hitter? If you've got a DH that's hitting 320, 330 with like 15, 20 home runs, which. You know, just Justin Turner was a third baseman that played a little bit of first and a little bit of third and a little bit of second, but he was primarily a DH last mm-hmm. year. 
he had it was I think twenty three homers and he was great with runners on. He, uh, he you you know that I will sing Justin Turner's twenty twenty three praises indefinitely. But he wasn't a big power hitter. He had twenty three homers, which is pretty good. Yoshida in his rookie year hit fifteen. He's still getting used to it. He's still he had that weird WBC thing where he was playing all March pretty intensely. Didn't really get a break. I think that there's a pretty reasonable chance that he's going to be in that 20 to 25 home run territory. Going into the final two months of the season, he was a real batting champ contender. Fell off. He fell off bad, ended up hitting 289, which still isn't terrible. Hmm. I think that there's enough there that trading him at this point, even with 90 million, maybe that's a little bit of an overpay. Maybe it's exactly what he deserves. I just don't see why you do it after you're one with that much upside for him. I, I just, I, for me, it's roster construction. It's not an indictment on Yoshida himself at all. In a bubble, I like him. He's a good player. He's cool. Um, the problem is another lefty. The, you know, I don't know what I'm getting out of Trevor's story at all offensively. And yeah, I, that's I feel, very true. Right. So, like, I need to have more to count on. Um, Vaughn, Vaughn Grisham, that's a lot. I mean, we don't know. Like, we're assuming he can take the ball and run at second base. I would love it if he can, but there may be an adjustment period there as well. Uh, Willer Abreu, haven't never seen him over an entire year. Tyler Neal's always hurt. And Jaron Duran, is this really who he is? Or was that just really cool for a while? And then it kind of came back to earth. I need I need more that I that, – that middle of the order needs to be one that rakes – and I mean, Justin Turner makes a lot of sense. I'm not gonna lie, because you know, to back up a little first, back up a little third, it makes a lot of sense. A right-handed hitting DH instead of Yoshida makes a lot more sense, in my opinion, for this team. How are Yoshida splits last year? Because I remember that he wasn't that much worse against lefties than righties. Um, I I might be totally misremembering this. Do you have Do you have any idea on that, Hogdale? I am looking it up right now. Thank you, Mister Hogdale. The other thing is 81 games a year are not at Fenway. So, you know, playing Yankee Stadium, like that that's a problem too. Is like, yeah, I think he was not near as bad as it we were like we're led to believe in left field, but half the games are not at Fenway, and those are the ones that really scare me most. I think we'll see a lot, a lot of ref Snyder then. You know, 746 OPS against lefties versus a 796 OPS against righties. So it's not that much worse. You know, I would also raise in the idea, because actually uh, when Brady brought up the idea of trading Yoshida, I also am not opposed to it at all. I think the idea like that Brady said that he's an untouchable star is, is oh, laughable. No, he's not it's an not untouchable true. star. I mean, no, he's not an untouchable star. He's a guy I don't mind having around, but like unless he makes a massive leap in year two with the bat, he isn't a good enough hitter to justify DHing every day. And like, mm-hmm. like Ed said, maybe he doesn't have to be. Maybe you just stick him out there in left field. I'm not opposed to just sticking him out there in left field. He isn't dog shit. He's not terrible in left. But to me, like, if he, like, has a, a production similar as a hitter this year to next year as a DH, it just isn't good enough. And uh, if you can move all that salary off the books and say Juan Soto wants to leave New York after one season, you want to go get the way better version from Masataka Yoshida, then there you go. What do you think Yoshida brings back in a trade? What do you think you can get for him with that no. salary? At this moment, right now, not much, really. It really would mostly be a salary dump. 
I wouldn't be opposed to waiting till midway through the season when he builds his value back up. I really wouldn't. Be. To me, there's not a, a ton of urgency here, at least this year, because it seems like uh, the front office has not made this season the priority to this point. So uh, he hit a whopping three homers last year against lefties. That's a problem. He did, right? You know, like that, that's a problem. So, you know, I'm looking at it and just saying, yeah, I don't know what the hell the front ownership's problem is with being, you know, I, I've been, I've been the biggest supporter of John Henry. My patience is starting to run out now, right? I, I'm not going to lie. Oh, it's you don't, getting there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go over the luxury tax. I understand that. Like, I'm, I'm not there either, especially where the rest of the AL East really looks, but we should be right butting up right against it, right? You know, and, and kind of see where, where the, where, where we go here. But Yoshida's 18 million per. That feels like an overpay. So anything that took it on, it really would be it'd be a salary dump and looking to reallocate those funds. It almost seems like in a weird light, like Craig Breslow is looking at the very last offseason. Like as soon as Xander left, it was like we had uh, Yoshida and Jansen in like four hours apart. And I, it did feel very odd. I'm not going to lie. Like I was excited that we had a closer. I was excited Yoshida. But it felt like a weird fit. And it feels like this might be a mild attempt to go, that was weird. Let's reboot whatever the hell that was and, and bring in more, you know, kind of just that fits the team better. Teoscar fits Yoshi, the team better. thing is, you know, Yoshida's a weird fit because anytime like throughout the offseason, we've all like sat and talked about like what we're going to do with the roster. Yoshida would always be the outlier of like, okay, well, we do all this. What do you do with Yoshida? It's kind of weird. He's just kind of here. And it doesn't seem like uh, the fit here is super obvious. Because we have plenty of left-handed hitter value on this team already, and just he—he's just a little redundant at this point. You know, you guys are making good points, but there, there's other parts to this besides just the roster construction. For instance, you're—you just went through all of this to get a guy from Japan. You go and trade him immediately. From what I've heard, that's considered pretty insulting within that culture. Well, uh, counterpoint, they're just going to sign with the Dodgers anyway, so fuck them. <laughs> I want to add on, we're probably not going to outbid anyone for someone from Japan anyway, so I'm not really worried about that being a thing anytime. But yeah, so. that's something you need to keep in mind. Uh, that's part of the consequence of the action. If you trade Yoshida, be aware you're going to have a hard time signing Japanese players in the future. But at the same time, if uh, the way it's looking now, we weren't going to sign him anyway. <laughs> The other thing that I look at, though, is if he takes that step forward, like, say, a Suzuki did last year, if he goes, increases, mm -hmm. stays a little healthier, brings up the power, increases the batting average, gets a little better defensively, is there really an issue with him being on the team? Is there really an issue with him getting $18 million if he takes that step forward and becomes that borderline all-star? He was already a borderline all-star last year. He really fell off towards the end. The thing is, I don't mind him. He had months where he was their best hitter. I don't mind him being on the team now. So like, yeah, I mean, if he steps up, I still won't mind it. He's just the guy where like, if he, if the right trade is there, I wouldn't hesitate pulling the trigger. That's just, you know, th that's where I'm at. Yeah. On. I think I the agree. Oh, sorry. No, I agree with that. The other thing too, is I think it limits a little bit where if he's the left fielder, now when you're thinking of DH, you really have to get someone and we're conscious about someone can back up first base, back up third base. So now it kind of pigeonholes a, a little bit who you can get. Like, I don't know if Adam Duvall really can realistically back up Cassis at first base. Right. So now, now who, who's realistic out there that could be a, a, a nice right-handed DH bat, you know, kind of platoon a little bit, not platoon, but you know, can, can give Cassis a spell, give Devers a spell. I, I know there are Turner's out there, but 
with money being what it is, and obviously that's, I didn't realize we were like really penny pitching to the extent that we are here, but if we are, then, then that's the problem with Yoshida. I don't think it, the biggest problem is not the fit per se. It's part of that, right? But it's, it's also just, is the money the most well spent? I like him. Do I think he could be better next year? I wouldn't be shocked if, if he's better next year. Um, but I, I don't know if we, I don't know if that's the best way. I don't know if we could undo that contract right now and push a button and bring in a Teoscar Hernandez if that's not a better baseball team, just on its own merit. And I kind of think it is. Well, there are, I feel like they could have Teoscar if they wanted him that badly. If they really wanted to, they just up it to three years. That seems to be what the holding thing is now. They won't go over two years. What and what the fuck is that? Like what? Like, <laughs> what, like, like what? When did we become like that gunshot? Like it's not a timeshare, right? We're not signing like a fifty-year ownership thing. Like when did two years become an eternity? Like everyone else is signing decade-long contracts, which I get, but like a three, four, five-year deal, I don't look at that as like a long-term commitment. Like, the Red Sox have brought in contracts that were eighty times as worse, and then somehow still found a way to get them off their books. You know. You know, time and time again over. You're telling me you're scared of a you know a three year deal for Tay Oscar? Like, give me a break. I don't get it. Well, if you need that platoon with Cassis, though, that could also DH. What about a guy like CJ Crone that you could probably get at a discount? You'd probably get him if we're penny pinching that much. He's a first baseman, doesn't play any other positions. Probably coming off a back injury, you could probably get him three million, four million. Counterpoint: I forgot he was a free agent. So <laughs> I don't, I don't hate, uh, you know, CJ, I, I've always been kind of interested in him at Fenway park. Um, it's, it's just, it's just a weird fucking time. You know, it, it's a weird time. I don't think anyone, you know, all these reports, we, we really don't know what's going to happen and what's not. It just seems like, like if you told me they did move Jansen, they did move Yoshida, but then somehow Jordan Montgomery was actually realistic. Well, now, now I kind of understand it a little bit. Like, right. Like, right. I get it. But if it's just moving because we're, hey, we just want to be fiscally responsible and whatever, like, I don't know, man, that that's kind of feeling cheap. Like, it's hard to say that, the other, that a majority of Red Sox fans aren't, aren't, you know, right to feel upset. It's it's very weird. It's a very weird offseason because the moves that they have made, and there haven't been very many, but when they have made moves, I've been like, all right, I get why they did that. I get why they got this guy. I understand this contract. I understand this trade. But it, it's the gun shy that you're talking about, you know? And I feel like that that's what kept them with getting Seth Lugo. And maybe if they get Seth Lugo, they don't get Lucas Giolito, but... It's just going. It's it's going up a couple of extra years. Why are you so hesitant on giving a guy a third year? Why 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 are you so? Supposedly they fired time Heim over this exact thing. Uh, so what? It's not fixed. Maybe it wasn't him then. Like fuck. I just I'm just. It's kind of crazy how validated that he was scapegoated is just true. It's just objectively fucking true. I mean, in terms of like not spending money. He didn't spend money because he didn't want to. He didn't spend money because ownership tied both his hands behind his back and said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> he still made plenty of bad moves, but like the idea that he didn't want to spend money or he was scared to spend money. No, it's fucking ownership being like, no, nah, actually you can't do that. Also, this is your fault. Hey fans, we think you're idiots. Blame this guy. <laughs> Don't look at us. Don't look at John Henry. Don't look at Tom Werner. It's the time's fault. It's the Jewish guy's fault. The Jewish guy is cheap guys. See fucking loser. I won't. I won't respond out of, out of respect for for, for Heim, Heim Bloom. 
I don't know if I agree with the uh, scapegoating narrative, uh, but I, I do agree that not spending money is obviously not his uh, decision alone. And and we're seeing Craig Breslow with the, with the same Mission Impossible task. No, dude, he's terrified. Breslow's just scared, man. He doesn't have the dog in him. No, it's totally not that ownership is just a group of miserly old fucks who fucking are more interested in saving up for Killian Mbappe in Liverpool than actually put investing money into the namesake of their goddamn hedge fund group. Fucking assholes. <laughs> so, so Ed, that, that kind of brings us to... Uh, <laughs> It's a nice segue here because you know we've gone we've gone across the pond as they say. So so we'll we'll stay further way further across the pond is acknowledging the fact that we're we're now uh, cost conscious. I think is the nice way to put it. Cost right? conscious, yes. We're fi- yeah. financially responsible. Uh, responsible. Yeah. So so we're we're out of the uh, the hubbub scuttlebutt. I don't know. Right? Is that uh, Imanaga, if I'm saying Shota it right. Imanaga. Okay. So I'm talking myself into being excited now, which I'm going to be honest, it was not that way six weeks ago. But now I'm like, <laughs> but that was six it. days ago. <laughs> but like, do you, th- what, what do you, A, would you be excited? And B, do you think it's real? Yeah, I, I actually do. I think that where there's smoke, there's fire. I think that the Red Sox are her. In on Imanaga. I think they're in on Teoscar Hernandez, too. I think that if they weren't, then they wouldn't keep on coming up, and the stupid thing about the two years versus three years wouldn't be happening. It's just so slow-moving. But yeah, I think Imanaga is coming up. He has a deadline, which is good, too. I think that these deadlines need to be instilled in every player, so he has to make a choice soon. It's pretty frequently come up that it's between... The Red Sox, the Giants, the Cubs, and I swear to God, there's another team in there too. Oh, the Angels. Um, and I've heard from a couple of other oh, spots that the uh, it's a, it's actually really just down to the Red Sox and Angels, according to some sources. So I do think that that's real. I wonder, and I hope it's not the case, but I hope that it's, they don't overreact to what happened with Sunga last year and give him something totally insane. But he's somebody that has upside. We don't know what he's going to be stateside. We, you know, but he's somebody that could be pretty good. He's somebody that could get them innings and could be a decent lefty starter. And that's what they just need consistent arms at this point. So I think he would make a lot of sense for the Red Sox. Um, Where would he slot in? That's a really good question. I don't know how anybody's going to slot in right now, if we're being totally honest here. They don't really have anybody that fits a number one or honestly a number two. I would think right now it would probably, this is my batshit crazy idea, is that it would be Pavetta just because he's been here the longest. Let's fucking go! Uh, Would be the number one. Then you go Giolito, Bayo, and you know, whoever else you decide. I think that Imanaga probably goes into the number two or three spot if he comes over here. I, I would think three. Maybe you move Bayo. I, I really don't know with him. Maybe Imanaga's even number four just to take some of the pressure off of him. But he gives you another arm that you feel like there's some upside there, kind of like Giolito, where maybe maybe the value is is going to be better than a number four. Maybe he would be a number four for a contender, but he ends up pitching like a number two. That's something that could theoretically happen with him. So it's, it's I mean, it's, uh, that's where we're at right now, that they're, we're kind of hoping <laughs> that they sign somebody that hasn't thrown a pitch in the U.S. and that 
he's a little better than people expect him to be. Although I don't, I've heard so many different scouting reports on him. I, I don't even know what, what to make it. I'm not trying to project. I will wait and see if they get him. I'll be happy about it. I'll be excited. I'll be excited for anything right now, just because I want to be able to know what the spring training roster is going to look like. I'd be very happy to get Imanaga. I'd, t- I'd talk myself into uh, being super excited for him being on the team. Although the pessimistic side of my brain is going to be eating away at me. It's like they got him because those cheap fucks didn't want to pay real money to go get Snell or Montgomery. So, sure. you know, I got to deal with that. And uh, if they miss out on him, the pessimistic side of my brain will be saying, oh, well, we're 0 for 3 for the really good Japanese pitchers over the last couple of years. Uh, Yamamoto and then also uh, Kodai Senga. Everyone said like, hey, we should go sign Kodai Senga. And the Red Sox like... <laughs> Nah, we're good. We'd rather not. And then Sega had like fucking four and a half war this year, like under three ERA. Nah, he totally wouldn't have been more of it though. Was a legit rookie of the year and Cy Young yeah. contender. <laughs> Literally. You know, I'll you admit know. I was I wasn't that high on Sega because of the injury the injury reports and the um the control. I was very hesitant, but hey, the Mets figured something out there just like they're going to unlock something in Sean Manaya. Oh okay. god. All right, so uh, We've got Lady Red Sox here now, and uh, yeah, into the room. Let's go. Welcome, Lady Red Sox. How are you doing today? Hello, gentlemen. I am well. How are you? We're good. We're good. We're a little bored. Okay? Mm-hmm. What was that? Yeah, you're great. You oh yeah, we're okay? great. All right. Yep. Good deal. Good deal. How are you guys doing? Really, really good. Yeah, good. It's fantastic. Everybody's good. Good to hear. How, Happy. How to be has here. the how has the last week been for you? Just with the uh, the movement of, uh, of your your biggest client, uh, you're you're his body, you're Chris Sale's bodyguard or something like that, right? Yes, yes, I am his attorney. I am his bodyguard, his Twitter representative, his uh, his friend. So it's been a, it's been a rough week. A lot of um, emotions. Sometimes I'll start doing better, and then it hits me all over again. Um, the last sale day was the last sale day um, that he'll have in a Red Sox uniform, which is which is hard. It'll be hard this year, but I will not miss a sale day in 2024. I'll still be watching. So it's all it's all good. <laughs> yeah, that that's loyalty. That's I mean, that I, I the only comparison I have is when they traded Nomar Garcia Parra and I started watching Cubs games and then I started watching Dodgers games. <laughs> no A's, oh, yeah. huh? No A's. Um, I, I mean, I went to, when he came back to Fedway, I was, uh, I was at that, the first game he came back for. So kind oh, of, okay. yeah, sure. Kind of a little bit, yeah. Yeah, no worries, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that it's not like non, you know, nonstop, uh, crying. My, my other question is why is Manny Machado still alive? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, hmm, you're listed you know, as his I'm number one too. hater. So what's going on? Oh yeah, no, I'm a from now to the end of time an avid Manny Machado hater. I have I have a lot of hate in my heart for Manny Machado. Um, very pro Pedroia, which I'm sure that y'all can imagine that that's where that stems from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can't stand that little troll. Justice for Petey, uh, Manny Machado for hell. That's about it. <laughs> True. <laughs> that's great. Let's go. Oh my so God. We're, we're excited to have you here and we're we're excited to finally um have the sort of face-to-face between you and what was it again uh boston twitter's finest gentleman hogdale oh yes thank god i know i cannot believe that i'm in the presence of hogdale hogdale did you get a haircut you look phenomenal 
I did. I did get a haircut. Thank you very much for noticing. I appreciate Wonderful. it. <laughs> Not only did he get a new haircut, he got a new shirt. No, my grandma got me the shirt. Did you get this dressed up just for me? Mm-hmm. Don, this mm-hmm. is just my uh, my natural drip, as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> I can get behind that. That sounds good to me. This is like my first date with Hogdale, kind of, but not. Maybe. There we go. Hey, l- l- can I ask you real quick, um, Vaughn Grissom? So, do you do you harbor any? Uh, ill will or or because that's the guy that was traded for or are you all in like what's what's your standpoint with, with, with Vaughn so I feel like I have to lean very heavily one way or the other I can't yeah. be very you know in neutral ground just like you know we'll see what happens mm-hmm. um you know if if this turns out to be a bust I will be talking about it for the rest <laughs> of my life good like I will be talking about it for a very long time mm-hmm. um but you know, I'm gonna be optimistic. Been that's one of my 2024 uh goals to try yep. to be a bit more optimistic. So, you know, and him training with PD and story, you know, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, I've got high hopes. I feel like I need a Grism jersey potentially. Nice. Because I've been sleeping in my sale one at night with tears. Um, but yeah, that'd be nice to replace it. I'm all about uh Grism. Please give us some some middle middle infield. See, my only comp is I hate Matt Barnes. Like, I don't have someone I love. What? Like that, Matty I, backpacks. I, please, I don't, this is a nice episode. I don't want to, like, yes. <laughs> I I wish nothing but the worst for him. I don't, I don't know how else to define it. Like, whatever you, whatever bad things you could wish on people, I hope he gets them all, right? Um, so when they traded him, thank you, Hein. Really do appreciate it, right? For 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 for, for Big Dick Blyer, I I Richard Blyer gave every opportunity. I was like, oh my god, look at the movement! Like I know the results for what you want, but like he's trying, you know, like like he's man. I haven't thought about Blyer in a while. That I do like, every day, every that day. Was my life. <laughs> I just pulled, like a deep rooted memory. Wow. Like I will root That's for him wherever he goes, wherever he goes. Like because he's the guy. He's the guy that got. He's get gonna... it out. Oh yeah, because I hate Matt Barnes. So uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I get it. Sure. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yep. Cool. Right. Pretty uh... traumatic experience with Matt Barnes, and he'll never let he'll never let him forget it. It's true. If Craig Breslow <laughs> signs Matt Barnes, I'm gonna lose my fucking shit. I'm just telling you that right <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I can get behind that. I can get behind that. I liked him while he was here. Good guy. I think I still follow him on Instagram. You didn't know him like I know him. Shit. That goes way that, that beef goes way back. It's deep. It's deep rooted. It's deep rooted. <laughs> We're just watching the darkness come out of Brady now. Just just even the mention of Matt Barnes. You hear like the basketball player Matt Barnes and you start foaming at the mouth. I <laughs> like that guy says nothing wrong, but he has such an asshole-ish name. You know what I mean? He really does. It's like how like they describe in books like how men get angry. You know, his face darkened. Like I literally saw Brady's face darken oh, at the mention of Matt Barnes. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Although his wife is pregnant right now, and oh, the, the, no, but no one can really confirm nor deny that uh, Mr. Hogdale himself. There was a yoga class, and Matt, it wasn't me, what? it wasn't me, yeah. Matt. Yeah, no, <laughs> Hogdale, as I'm sure you know, is very flexible. Very okay. Flexible. okay. Is there about to be a little tiny baby hog? Or this what's going on here? This is absolutely Sweet. tragic. Oh, yeah. So 
I appreciate what Javier I'd move on to the next topic for the love of God. <laughs> so we're we're gonna we're gonna play a game now. We're gonna play a game. It's called Pick a Side. Um you're gonna you you and number one gentleman Hogdale are going to go head to head and it's gonna be over who has the better take. I'm gonna give you each a binary question. You can only pick one of the one of the possible answers, hence why it's binary. Okay. However, you will not necessarily be picking your own take. One person, oh. you, you will alternate who gets to pick the take, and whoever, whatever take isn't, a, isn't, a, let me go back. Whatever take <laughs> the other person doesn't pick, you have to defend. Okay, so no matter what, I can't agree with Hogdale. I just got to argue for the other side. You can't, you can't agree with Hogdale. Hogdale can't heard agree that. with you. It's been literally just hard, melted heard that. in real time. Yeah. I need I need to write this down before I do it, because I will yeah, just like a little written spiel every time. Yeah, just I, I just need to like just hit the button. But we're going to start now, and the first question is going to be a uh, a Chris Sale question. In fact, no. What oh, is Chris will never close. <laughs> oh, the other thing is, you have a minute to answer. If you go over a minute, I'll tell you. If you don't go yeah, over a minute, that's all. That's also fine. Yeah, I'm a so, bird that can yeah. chirp. You're going to have to cut me off. So. Okay. Um, like those animals guest. at yeah. the Oscars who dare to thank all of their fucking friends and family. You know, gotta cut them <laughs> off. Disgusting. We have ads there, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Alright, so for the first question, what is Chris Sale's greatest enemy? Stupid throwback jerseys that he will destroy with scissors, <laughs> or widescreen TVs that he will break with his bare hands and possibly Oh, God damn it, Ed. Oh, man. Okay. You're bringing up some like really <laughs> some hard times in my life. Um, okay, so between the jerseys and the TV, TVs, um, I'm gonna go with the jerseys because the TVs didn't do anything to sale, but the jerseys did something to sale. He had a reason to lash out specifically against those jerseys. First off, I don't y'all have seen those jerseys, the throwback White Sox jerseys. Well, they're fucking hideous. Yeah. They have collars on them. They look absolutely absurd. First off, just for, and Chris Dale, let me tell you, he's got fashion. That man has drip. He is fly style. He's not putting that on, but that wasn't really the issue here. He told them, I'm not going to wear these jerseys because they are uncomfortable as fuck to pitch in. He said, I'm not going to wear these jerseys. They said, no, Chris Dale, you're going to wear this jersey. So his, his, End game, I guess, you know, to get out of that was to cut up the jerseys. If, if they're going to make him wear them, okay, now nobody's going to wear them. Every, and then he gets sent home. So that was that was a hard one. The TVs never did anything to sale. Um, but these jerseys, he had a right. Um, I, I fully back it. If that jersey was uncomfortable on you, King, you cut that shit up. So that's my side. Where am I? Should I keep going? Fuck yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. Hogdale, your rebuttal. But yeah, uh, I'm definitely... Definitely against the jerseys. You know, the TVs, maybe leave those alone. We're in a minor league dugout. You know, maybe maybe not necessary. You know them guys are making seven twenty five an hour. Let's not break their TVs. Um, but, you know, the jerseys, they had to go. I'm with him. Hideous. Disgusting. Anyone listening, if you haven't seen them jerseys, look them up right now, and you'll be on his side. I promise. Cheers. All right. Hogdale, so your rebuttal. Yeah, the reason that the TV was his real greatest enemy this whole time is because people don't know this. I was actually there. I was actually able to witness this. Is after Chris Sale broke this TV, that TV actually belonged to a wizard who worked with the, with the minor league affiliate. 
of the <laughs> Red Sox, and he actually put a hex on Chris Sale because he broke his TV, which led to him having the worst luck of any player. So that's why when he went to take that fateful uh, morning bike ride to go get a bagel, he uh, fell and completely annihilated his entire wrist. It just turned to bone dust. So you see, it was a direct butterfly effect from the TV, the hexing that led to Chris Sale being possibly the most unlucky player of all time. And, you know, some say, uh, you know, I looked at the stars according to this, his next injury will actually occur by slipping on a uh, comically large banana peel. You heard it here first. Oh my God. That will be a day. That will be quite the day for me. Watch all of his luck's going to turn around now that he's in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, it's how it works. Brady, <laughs> your judgment. Who's who? Whose point is does this belong to? Is it you, you Lady know. Red Sox or is it Mister Hogdale? Well, hold on. I have a question, real quick. Was he actually when he got <laughs> hurt riding the bike? Was he actually going to get a bagel? Like now, I, I want to know if that's what he was going because does he eat carbs? It was riding a bike. I don't know if it was going to get a bagel. I just we're gonna. Know. You heard it here first. Chris Sale was getting a bagel. Now that yeah. I know, I got it. Okay. Uh, no, late. This is Lady Red Sox wheelhouse. I mean, like, Damn. if there's anyone who who can speak to, I mean, I'm sorry, Hogdale. You did a great job. You really with the wizard. That was really good. I mean, that, that was great. It, it was entertaining. But uh, Lady Red Sox, she knows Chris Hale. So that's right. She gets the point. She gets the point. My client. <laughs> you're, you're you're like his advocate it's like paul Heyman is the fucking brock lesnar <laughs> precisely right. so point one to lady red sock question two hogdale you will get to pick this one. Oh boy which one you're arguing for what is the better off-season sport to follow basketball or football i didn't include hockey because i know brady loves hockey and i didn't want him to be biased with the answer because i love hockey <laughs> so you said basketball or football Basketball or football? Okay, so I'm going to be picking football. And the reason I'm going to be picking football is because uh, a good chunk of uh, the offseason is NFL playoffs. And the NFL playoffs are by far, and if it's a contest between the football's playoffs or basketball's regular season, it's a fucking landslide that it's football's playoffs. Basketball players do not give a single solitary shit about the regular season. The commissioner of basketball has been trying desperately for years to give them give players there like a a jangling keys for a baby in order to get them to actually care about the regular season they're like um please guys care about the regular season we'll give you a million dollars in this fake tournament i just made up if you play well in the regular season (laughs) meanwhile in football these dudes are fucking killing each other for the love of it for the passion of it meanwhile basketball players they could not give they couldn't be fucked they don't care so that's the end of my argument all right, Lady Red Sox, your rebuttal. Thank God that Hogdale just picked football because I don't know a damn thing about football. So if he had said basketball and I had to argue for football, I that would have been an automatic forfeit. So thank you, Hog. Um, I'm going to argue in favor of basketball being the better sport to watch during the offseason um, because I think – so I actually just started to really get into basketball just a couple years ago, so I'm still kind of like a Celtics casual um, I don't know if y'all have ever seen whenever I change my name to Lady Celtics on Twitter, they lose. They lose. I have noticed that. No, so it's sad. really bad. Um, but I really enjoy watching basketball. Not only do they play more than football, which like, you know, during the season, every single night I get to watch baseball. So then, you know, even with basketball, the Celtics only playing, you know, a few times a week, I start to kind of like tweak out in between. Like, what do I do now? You know, especially if their games line up with the Bruins, because then I don't have anything to do. And, you know, 
idle hands are the devil's workshop. Um, I think that basketball is a lot of fun because of how fast paced it is. You know, like you can get down to the last two minutes of the game and, you know, one team's up by eight points. It's still anybody's game. You know, like shit just changes so fast. It's so it keeps you on your feet. It's a lot more fast paced than baseball. Um, good time keeps me entertained during the off season. It's keeping my mind off of Chris Sale. Um, so I'm definitely <laughs> pro basketball. And also the Patriots eat shit and the Celtics. <laughs> are so I think that that's also got to contribute there. You know, I get the shit kicked out of me during the baseball season, but I, I feel pretty good about myself watching the Celtics and Bruins. They definitely make up for it outside of baseball. <laughs> All mm-hmm. right. So, Brady, what do you think? I'm not going to be a good judge here. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Just because, the like, I can't be impartial. I have whatever is less than zero interest in watching an, an NBA game. is That's, like, the truest <laughs> of the true. It does nothing for me. Hockey We've got biased judge, judges in here is what you're telling me. <laughs> I'm completely biased. I'm completely biased. And I'm not even a huge football guy at all, but I'll watch the like the playoffs for, for football, big hockey and baseball guy. Um, so, so, I mean, Hogdale, I mean, yeah, the in-season tournament that you threw shade at for the NBA, that's all I needed because I didn't understand what the fuck <laughs> is the point of that. So, yep, Hogdale gets a point. The different court Fair. colors. I would have voted Hogdale too. Yeah. All right. So we're tied at 1-1. And the pick goes back to Lady Red Sox. Your question this time is going to be another Chris Sale one. What oh, is man. the better Chris Sale nickname? Now, there were three that were listed on oh, Baseball God. Reference, but I didn't want the conductor to be one of them because I have never heard anybody call him the conductor. Uh, <laughs> Stickman or the Condor? Hmm. So I'm going to go stick, man. I can get behind that. You know, I understand, you know, it's probably not a good thing to, you know, talk about somebody's body. You, you know what I'm saying? He he does look like Slenderman, realistically. <laughs> man, I probably, me personally, I probably weigh like two, six, or two Chris Sales and he's six foot six. So you know, it is what it is. I don't know. I think that stick man is a lot more fitting. You know, it's not too, too often that you see them like super long, lanky guy. Chris Sale looks like he should be in the NBA, actually. <laughs> he looks like he should be in the NBA, to be quite honest. I think that Stickman is just more fitting, um, just based on the actual physical structure of my client. I think that that definitely aligns more realistically. So I'm going to get behind Stickman. I'm going to get behind Stickman. Mm-hmm. I rest All my case. Right. <clears throat> Mr. Hogdale. See, I was just, I was actually doing a quick bit of quick research, you know, looking at a condor. And I got to say, I think condor is the much more fitting name. You have the, the monstrously long wingspan. Also, uh, condors are known to uh, just brutally murder their enemies, aka smaller rodents, aka the uh, the pitchers that Chris Sale is opposing. Also, after every single strikeout, uh, if you were to, you know, come to a game being a Chris Sale condor enjoyer, after every strikeout, you'd be like, oh, God! <laughs> Which really is so it brings a lot of fun for the whole family, you know. So really, it's got to be Condor when you think about it. I can get behind that. You know what? Can I vote? Can I vote for Condor? Unfortunately, there's only one vote here. <laughs> um, and I got to be honest with you, both of your arguments were equally powerful, right? You know, like I, I was, I, I was swayed with both. The problem is when I Googled an image of a condor and it came up, 
Um, I'm sure it's not going to work out too well, but like, that's what I saw. <laughs> that's what I saw too. Right. So I'm going stick man is going to get the win. Cause Chris sale. I really appreciate everything Chris sale did for Red Sox. That's a tall uh, glass of water. He don't look nothing like that. No, this is, this is the stuff that this actually is currently right now. An off season look, a live look right now at Tristan Casas working out and getting ready to fucking go to be a nightmare in every King. fucking Yep, he's gonna light no, but it. Think about it. Up. That's what that's so. what Chris Sale's enemies see. That's like the fucking the energy he's giving off when he's on his A game. The fear that he instills in their hearts from that yeah, photo. I'm with it. All right, point. Lady Red Sock. Let's go. go. Sorry, Hogdale, but let's Get go. Rip. So Hogdale, balls in your court now. You and Lady Red Sock are about to go on your first date without chaperones. Oh, it's thank God. <laughs> it's just the two of you. You get two places you get to pick from because I assume these are the only two restaurants in Iowa. Fuck you. <laughs> he's probably right. This is fucked up. That's probably what he said about to say is right. Go ahead. I, the I, Olive Garden. Fuck you. Or pizza the Hut. Olive Garden. Fucker. How dare you? Or what? Pizza, pizza Hut. He said. <laughs> Bastard. Is he wrong? No, not Hogan. really. Like, fuck it. <laughs> It's fucked up. Wine and dine me, baby. Where are we going? Yeah, but I guess I'm going to have to go with the Olive Garden because Pizza Hut, I, this is pretty much just going to be an ad hominem attack on Pizza Hut. I really don't even need to, you know, sell, <laughs> sell Olive Garden. Pizza Hut has lost any and all aura that it used to have from when I was a child. Like, they're taking out any and all personality. They aren't even making their fucking places look like a hut anymore. They're just like, <laughs> oh, we're going to build a new place. Like, what are we? The Pizza Hut? No, we're the pizza, any other random fucking building you could go to. Uh, also, like the pizza just tastes like garbage now. I don't know what they did to change the recipe, the cost cutting. Capitalism has ruined another thing yet again. <laughs> fucking, these pizzas taste like dog shit. I remember how they tasted when I was younger. It didn't taste like this fucking garbage. Like, what? You make one half decent pizza? Plus, I tried that New York style one they were just pushing not too long ago. The greasiest piece of shit garbage I've ever eaten. <laughs> I've had fucking one pizza in New York. It was 80 times better than that. It was a fucking embarrassment to all New York style pizzas ever created. Pizza Hut, get a fucking grip. Wow. So what I'm hearing is that you, you, you respect <laughs> La Lady Red Sox uh, palate too much to expose her to something as terrible as Pizza Hut. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Right. I'm a classy broad. He's taking me to the Olive Garden to get me a little bread. Get you that unlimited breadstick. The Olive Garden. Yeah, that unlimited yeah. breadstick, baby. <laughs> so your your rebuttal, Lady Red Sock. First off, I love that Hogdale. None of his argument was pro Olive oh, Garden. Oh yeah, it was just it's all just shitting on Pizza Hut. You're That's cutting into my judgment it. now. <laughs> yeah, no good things about Olive Garden there. All right, well, if I got to argue in pro Pizza Hut. Okay. Oh, God. I'm like, what angle can you even expect this with a positive perspective of Pizza Hut over Olive Garden? Um, You know what? Let's start with wings. No, actually, remember back in the day when Pizza Hut, when they had them buffets, when you could go up in there, you can get yourself a little salad, a little pasta, a little pizza, a little, oh, little hell cinnamon yeah. stick. Oh, yeah, those remember were great. <laughs> yep. mm -hmm. So let's say uh, for the sake of nostalgia, you know, mm -hmm. I want to feel – uh, young again. Take me back to my youth, Hogdale, please. Yes. Yeah. Back to my younger days at a Pizza Hut buffet where it was actually shaped like a hut and they didn't fucking cave and go back to, like you said, Hog, any 
just regular old, like regular old building. That's a piece of it now. It's it's not what it was. My heart hurts, but take me back to my younger days, Hogdale. <laughs> oh, and they pretty. have breadsticks. So that's not even an, an Olive Garden argument anymore. They both have breadsticks. <laughs> Real? Maybe? Uh, Brady's just what too do you got, to Brady? Speak. What do you He's got? Done. I don't know. <laughs> Say on this one. Uh, All right. We both kind of sounded anti-pizza there. <laughs> That's the problem. I didn't hear. Okay. Can I tell you why? Okay. Hold on. I got to tell you why it's really tough for me because no one sounded pro Olive Garden, and which is good because I fucking hate the Olive Garden. I would rather die dead on the side of a road than ever eat a fucking Olive Garden. Never. I'll never go to fucking Olive Garden. Also, is it Olive Garden or the Olive Garden? They I can't no afford idea. the word the the article. They can't afford that shit. Oh, it's okay. Just... All righty. All right. I got you. I was like, have I been saying That's this shit all my whole life? But all right, so, Olive, Garden. Olive Garden. So I'm going to be honest with you. I respect the shit out of Hogdale's approach that he just takes a heathen <laughs> shit on the other side. He doesn't even try to make an argument for his side. He just goes like right on the other side. <laughs> and the fact that you call that out is why actually, cause I was respecting it too. So yeah, I'm going to respect Hogdale's taking the heathen shit on the other side yet again. So we're tied up to two. He did okay. so good shitting on Pizza Hut that he actually, I had no argument. Got you didn't even, you didn't even know which one he was supposed to argue for. He was just like, exactly. not Pizza Hut. I'll tell you that. No, I did like the fucking Eminem in Eight Mile Approach. <laughs> like, she's like, take me on a nice date. And you're like, I'm not taking that fucking shithole. And she's like, but where are you taking me? Don't worry about it, babe. It's good. <laughs> Don't worry about it, baby. <laughs> where are you it taking me? Not oh, Pizza man. Hut. I'll tell yeah, you not that. Pizza Hut. Not the Hut. No. Yeah, out of curiosity, despite those two answers, Hogdale, where, where would you take me on our first date? Uh, probably like a fucking like a nice local place around here. Probably taking like fucking uh, Stouts, a very nice Italian, uh, not Italian, Irish pub. Oh, very oh, nice, sweet, handsome, very man. classy. I can't get enough. I can't get enough of Hogdale. Mm-hmm. Neither can we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, my heart. This is going to be an off-season. Ed's my number one advocate. Ed is to me what you are to Chris Sale. <laughs> So real. <laughs> He's your condor. That's what he. Your condor. <laughs> That's me. That, that, yeah, there's a, there is a resemblance. <laughs> That's crazy. So we've got we're tied two two. We've got one final question, and I don't Ooh. like the one that I came up with initially. So oh, no. I'm gonna go. I'm changing it up on you guys now because I didn't like it was originally gonna be who would you rather trade Kenley Jansen or Masayu. Yoshida, I don't like that one, so I'm changing it now. On uh, Brady, you get to assign the answers on this one. Okay, audible. You get to yep. you get to assign it. Okay. Here's the question: Which country would you rather go to watch a baseball game? Japan or Australia? <laughs> I'm gonna be really nice now. Okay. I'm Lady Red Sox. You are going to go ahead and uh, you're going to want to go to Japan. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and <laughs> oh, dude, you gotta, you're going to go down under. All right. I'm a so, full weed and you do this to me. This is fucked up. All right. <laughs> you can do this, buddy. You can do it. Okay. So you want me to go first then with Australia? Uh, No, Lady Red Sox. She can, she can pick if she wants to go first or second. It's whatever. Good deal. Um, 
you know what? I got to think for a second. So Hogdale, I'm putting you on the spot. Go ahead and, and you know, I might've been more sick for Australia because I was actually a waitress in college at an Outback Steakhouse for three <laughs> years. So I'm very familiar with Australian culture. <laughs> well, here we go. We're going to see here. Hogdale just take a shit. I'm fucking watching baseball in Japan. I can't wait. <laughs> Good deal. See, I'd, I'd rather go watch a, a game in Australia because I just want to experience the wonderful uh, Australian culture. You know, this is the, the, the place that made uh, the crocodile hunter the kindest man on planet Earth. Also, <laughs> Australian, the people, they banter like no one else. They know how to take the piss out of every single person. They're also masters in sarcasm, from what I've heard. Uh, you know, beautiful architecture. Uh, and just just majestic wildlife. I want to go box a fucking kangaroo. So I'm gonna go get down there, quick box a kangaroo, and go watch a wonderful baseball game, man. I'm telling you, really, there's just no reason not to go down to Australia. If you're if you're scared of the wildlife, you're just afraid to be one with nature. So you know, really, just reevaluate your entire life decisions up to this point. If you're scared of the nature, that's fair. I would get arrested trying to smuggle a koala bear back into the America. So. Yeah. All right. Why should we go? Why should we watch a game in Japan? Okay. <laughs> well, to start it off, I mean, as we know, especially what's been apparent in the past couple of years, Japan has phenomenal baseball players. Phenomenal. You see some of the greatest pitchers, the greatest ball players that are coming out of Japan. You know, you got Yamamoto, Otani, Yoshida. The the it just goes on. It goes on. And um you know, honestly, Japan is cool. I mean, their culture is cool. Their technology is awesome. It is so cool. I saw this video the other day where um, when you go into like a bathroom anywhere, they have like a little thing at the sink where you put your phone on it and it sanitizes your phone while you're washing your hands. We could never do that shit in America. Are you kidding oh, that's me? That's awesome. So really my thing, I, and I mean, J Japanese baseball, phenomenal. Y'all remember during COVID when they were playing over there and all the stands were full of stuffed animals? <laughs> That was fucking that's cool. cool. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, there were just stuffed animals everywhere. Um, honestly, I'd, I'd have to go with Japan to watch baseball games at because, you know, I mean, a baseball game, it's only going to take up, you know, three hours of your day. What are you going to do outside of that? And Japan is just full of adventure. So much adventure, good food, fun shit, lots of I, I don't know. Their technology is cool there. Uh, I don't really have a good argument here. I'm sorry. The last question is kind of a, <laughs> I don't know. Anywhere with you, Hogdale, I will go. You go and I follow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like the anywhere Hogdale goes answer there. I think that might have just, uh, I don't know. What do you think, Brady? <laughs> so here, here's my problem. I really wanted Hogdale to attack Japan. I wanted, I wanted <laughs> him to be their fucking Godzilla. You know what I mean? Just I like, love Japan. Roar! I love Japan. No, I just talk about like their seats would be too small, and the, like the you couldn't get a hot dog. Like I was waiting for all that shit. He gave me none of it. He just gave me none of it. And yeah, First I'm petrified. I'm not going to Australia because I'm fucking petrified of all the snakes and spiders. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Love Fuck it. That. Not doing that. Nope. 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 If you go with Hogdale, he'll protect you though. Like he was talking about punching out kangaroos. Big if true. I mean, that's, I mean, <laughs> right. But like now I want the hand sanitizer for my phone. Like now I'm, I'm stuck on that. I'm really like, that sounds good. That's pretty this, neat, right? It's pretty cool. Uh, I want the thunder sticks. That's the thing I want. To, chong, 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 chong. Like I want yeah. all that, you know, plus if I'm there, I can talk to Sasaki and be like, yo, I know you heard some shit about the socks. Like, but like, let me tell you another flip side. Like, 
It can be okay again, right? So I'm going to go ahead and Hogdale, this hurts. This hurts. But when she said wherever Hogdale goes, right, I'm going with that one because I love love. Yep, that shit was real. Lady Red Sox dropped me. I get it. I get it. So (laughs) congratulations. Hogdale, the winner is Lady Red Sox defeating Hogdale through the power of love. Last week you were defeated through the power of friendship. This week it's the power of love. You need to bring your fucking anger, bro. This is fucking... Okay, I should have come on here. You should have just cussed me out. Wow. <laughs> it's not his way. It's just not his, way. not his way. He would never. Oh, God. The thing it's is, I love Japan. You know, the best thing about Japan uh, that didn't bring up is uh, they have bidets, uh, which is the greatest invention known to humankind. Big toilet paper is fucking scanning all of us by, you know, pulling the wool over our eyes. Uh, you know, hiding bidets from us. It's the it's literally the greatest invention ever. When you have a bidet, you feel like you're shitting like a king, and when you don't have one, you're basically shitting like a peasant. Uh, you know, I've never used one before. I do. I have one. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Brady shits like a king. Of course he does. It's fucking delightful. <laughs> I gotta be honest. With you. It's fucking I'm amazing. Curious, but like, how do you align properly? You to make sh- you like move. Well, shimmy. <laughs> You got you got shimmy little, around. Shimmy. Yeah, you, shimmy around you, until you're in the right spot. You know when you hit the right spot. You're like, oh, yep. We're insane, gonna insane work. It's nice. It's nice. How yeah, do you really dry? Nice. Like little towel, little hand towel. Well, you so know, that's what little, so you towel. can have toilet paper to do that. Actually, that's yeah. like except you use way less. Yeah, little hand towel. Better for the all. environment. That's me. That's oh. that's what I do. So yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was a Japanese thing though. It is, yeah. That was made in Japan. Every single toilet in Japan has a bidet. That also, sounds like a seats, French word. All yeah, the that's what I thought. Are, all the seats are heated. You think too. Beignet over here, yeah. gentlemen. Yeah, they, they have fucking heated toilets and shit, dude. It's like they're they're living in the future in Japan. Like we're I, here, we're fucking. You know, I really wanted you to Godzilla the shit out of Japan, though. I really I did. I, I was. Japan. I love Japan so much. <laughs> it would be a cool place to go. It would be a cool place to go. It would be. I should I'm have done gonna... that for the date question. I should have said, where would you take uh, Lady Red Sock? Would you take her to Australia or Japan? <laughs> uh, He'd take a, sh- a yeah, heaving shit on Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that you came up with, with Olive Garden pizza. That honestly, Ed, kudos <laughs> to you, because that was my favorite question. I think we <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't the one. We had this whole plan that my wife, Lady Ed Hand, was going to come on to ask that question. And she got her COVID shot the other day. So she's sleeping now. But that was the no, whole, that was our whole gimmick there that we were going to do. That's weird because my wife just got COVID and she's sleeping now. So, I mean, like, that's. Uh... Everyone's are, you married to, are you married to Allie? No, no, no. Not the shot. No, Jen, Jen, Jen got tested positive for COVID. Oh, that so, sucks. Not fun. That sucks. No. I'm sorry. Yeah, well. we love Miss Hand, Miss Lady Hand. We love her. She's the best, and she's gonna, she says she'll come on at some point. Oh no, Ed! I think you're a biased party in this regard, man. Little biased, yeah. <laughs> also, like, like no, you you fought you guys. You guys follow her. I know Lady Red Sock does. I sure do. Mm, I respect Miss Hand in this house. Your wife has a Twitter. Why did no one? Yeah, know? yeah. How does now? She used to like tweet. Pro- she used to tweet professionally. Yeah, she used to tweet professionally. What's her ad? I'll follow yeah. her right now. Uh, yeah. Let me let me go find at Miss Lady Hand. <laughs> I think it's I think it's AJ Gotzel. Is her uh, yeah? It's just AJ Gotzel with two L's, and you can follow her. There, yeah, I see her. Oh, it's mostly just her retweeting my stuff at this point. Love that. 
That's oh, her fucking profile picture is so cute. Yep. Her guys is yeah, like wedding that that's wedding. cute. Her retweeting all your stuff. Yeah, wow, was, what a supporter. That's what a gal. She she really is. She I think that she even has that in her description. Uh yeah. Ed hand retweeter. <laughs> yeah, literally Ed Hand retweeter. <laughs> Love That's that. awesome. That's hilarious. Love you, that for you. You scored. You scored there big time. Yeah, I, I definitely won that one. I, I love punching out of my class. It's great. I, I recommend <laughs> it to everybody. <laughs> I'm at All the right. right age of 25 and have still never even dated anyone, but I will be up there eventually. One day there will be a Mr. Lady Red Sox. We got to get you down to Iowa just to see how it goes. That's all I'm saying. We know how it's going to go. I mean, like, that's just. It's, 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 hey, it's, listen, come to Iowa. It's nice here six weeks out of the year. Shit, I'm booking my plane <laughs> ticket right now. Which are the six weeks? Yeah, tell me them. Tell me the You're six right. weeks. I'll be there, Hogdale. <laughs> All right. So on that note, that's gonna. Unless you guys have anything to add, I think that's our uh, that's our show for this week. We'll uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks you so much for joining us today, Lady Red Sock. Uh, where where can people follow you if they want to? Oh, thank you, gentlemen, so much for having me. This has been a blast. It was my this is my first podcast, so I'm glad that it was such a good one. I appreciate you guys. Um, and if anybody wants to follow me, it is. Uh, at Lady Red Sox on Twitter, but with three X's, there was no subliminal message behind that. Just Lady Red Sox with one X was taken. I look at that lady's page regularly being like, give me that fucking <laughs> at name, lady. <laughs> like, ma'am. Um, on Instagram, it's just at Lady Red Sox. One X. The three X is for in- or Twitter exclusive. Um, yeah. Follow me. But if you follow me, follow Hogdale, please. Thank you. Strong agree there. there. (laughs) Strong agree there. Strong agree. We'll be back next week. Hopefully something uh, will have happened. But until then, uh, until next time. Bye.